Hey guys! Um, <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks took their um, first regulation loss at home. Um, <laughs> it's so great. Against the Seattle Kraken, nonetheless. So, two back-to-back -back games against division rivals. Um, which is great. It's great. 4-3 uh, loss in regulation. Hoaglander, so close at the end there, but... It's too, uh, too little too late. No offense to him, obviously. You know, back-to-back -back goal games, you know. Good for him. Uh, keep him in the lineup, I swear. Uh, before we get into the show tonight, I have a little message from our friends at Botano. The NHL season is heating up and there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Whether you're looking to hammer an Austin Matthews anytime goal or ride the puck line with the Montreal Canadiens, our partners at Sign Up Expert want to make sure you're ready to sweat your bets with one of the best. Sign Up Expert is hooking up our listeners with one of the newest sportbooks available in Canada, Botano. Botano is home to some of the best odds when it comes to betting on the NHL and offers unique markets, including virtual soccer and basketball. All you have to do to get started is scan that QR code on your screen or click the link in the description to register and place that first bet. If you thought the Vancouver Canucks have been the best surprise of the season so far, wait until you try Botano. Don't walk, run! To check out Botano today, scan that QR code or hit the link in the description to get started and start sweating your bets with the best. Always remember to bet responsibly and within your means. Viewers must be 19 plus to sign up for Botano. Alright, so, I have a very special guest with us tonight for Game Over. Um, we are joined tonight by Seattle Kraken fan. <laughs> Seattle Kraken analyzer, Seattle Kraken enjoyer. And also a game over favorite, so you're gonna see her across across the platform. I am joined by my friend, the darling Chanel Keenan. How are you tonight? I am here. I am tired, but I am so happy to be here with you tonight. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I should I should point out Chanel's calling it from the East Coast, so. Yeah. Let's all say thank you, Chanel, for, for dealing with me at this <laughs> late hour for you. Um, yeah, so the Seattle Kraken, they won. They they won. They beat the Canucks at home. It's the Canucks' first regulation loss. The only other loss they have sustained at home was the uh, overtime, questionable overtime win, uh, win for the Rangers. But yeah, so let's get into the game. So first of all, it was uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand's 100th game as a Seattle Kraken. I didn't realize how many games the Seattle Kraken have played. I guess basic math is 82 times 3. Um, but I, I've never, or not even 3 yet, but I'm not very good at math, so... Neither am I. I can't help you with that either. <laughs> Later on, they mentioned, um, oh, where was it? It was Adam Larson's, Adam Larson, Adam Larson, 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 Larson. Where is he? I made a note for this specifically because <laughs> there's a follow-up note to it. Yes. Okay. It was in the second. Um, Adam Larson is the only player to play every game for the Seattle Kraken. And wow. so he's played, yeah, all the games for the Kraken. And then he also has the sixth longest Ironman streak going on right now because of that. Like dates back before wow. the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> was uh, not expecting that. Mm. Anytime, anytime I hear Adam Larson, it sounds like Ekman Larson in my brain. So I'm just very confused all the time. Yes. 
yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. I was watching the Seattle Colorado game earlier this week, and I was you just so confused. I was so confused. I was like, what happened here? <laughs> I mean, I I think OEL has more points at this point though than Adam Larson. <laughs> Uh, he's yeah, lighting definitely. it up in Florida. Good for him. We love that for him. Yeah, it's like it's like the 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 farm for retired players. I don't really know what <laughs> an- analogy I'm going for there. Anyway, oh, no. New York Strand's 100th game is a crack in. One thing I've noticed um, from the Vancouver end, literally the Vancouver end, is Demko is way much more comfortable leaving his net now. I don't really like that. He um. He has gotten into the habit more. I understand, you know, the goalies. They feel like they feel like they should help sometimes. They go behind the net. They move the puck out. Yeah. Um, but that's your Demko. This literally went wrong. Uh, almost went horrifically wrong in the Islanders game the other night. He went behind the net and then had to... He gave the puck away and then had to jump in front of the net again. And I'm like, okay, this is our Vesna caliber goaltender and he's doing this. I was just like, okay, that's... That's, like, not to knock on the guy. Obviously, he's part of the reason we've won a lot of games so far this season. But at the same time, like, buddy, just get, uh, like, one of those, like, backpack leashes. Oh my god. Have you yeah. seen those? Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, I just get one of those, just tie it to, like, the net, and we're yeah. golden. No yeah. more goals. Um, the Canucks... I I didn't think of a better word to write this because I wrote Canucks, why are you so submissive in your zone? But I felt like in the first half, I know it's wrong to say, but I felt like in the first half of the first period, especially in the beginning and like later on as well, um, it was kind of like they kind of just held back. They all clumped together. This was, like, a reoccurring thing. Like, I understand they're trying Mm -hmm. to do defensive systems or whatever, but that was really not working for them if your defensive system is clump. Um, Yeah, they kept letting the Kraken get really close to Demko, which is um, a Kraken specialty for scoring. Yeah. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of clips of that, and I was like, oh, we're letting them do that. Awesome! Um... (laughs) There was the weird goal. That's the next point we have, is the weird goal. The first of two, might I add, because there were two goals that were reviewed automatically just because they were they were a bit weird. Um, and then I saw a tweet later on that's uh, from uh, Bic Nazar from 650, Sports at 650. He said that the... Um, the 1-1 Kraken goal may have been slightly offside, but, like, offside in the way that it's, like, very close. So similar to how they couldn't really exactly measure when Eberle's stick uh, came in contact with the puck to determine high yeah. sticking. They couldn't tell if uh, Borgen actually took the puck off the off, uh, out of the net. What what was your opinion on that goal? Because I I need to hear it from a perspective that's not like ah oh, completely. Because I I am honestly just surprised that we even won tonight. I'm surprised that we didn't go to overtime because I feel like every game that I've seen this season we've gone to overtime or a shootout. It's not been good for my sleep, my health. 
yesterday I legit we played yesterday. I didn't watch because I was wondering if it was me, if I was the problem. So I decided like I'm gonna take the night off. We'll see. Uh and good thing I did because they won. So I was a little worried when I decided to volunteer for this that they were also going to lose. Um yeah, I it, it honestly it felt like a really it's I don't know if you have this feeling or if it's just because my brain is so tired. Um, but it kind of felt like I was watching like a simulation game. Like there were some things that just like, you know, just seemed a little unnatural. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was happy, obviously, but it was just kind of like it, it's a crapshoot. I feel like every review this season, because I feel like there's been at least one or two every game. And like the Toronto Review Center must be going through it this year. So that was ultimately, f- I feel bad for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, it's a Toronto. No, I, <laughs> I really thought um, that it was going to get called back just because of what goals that we've seen get called back in recent memory this season. The season's only been going on for just over a month now, but in the last week or so, I think we've had a couple uh, big ones get called back, like the. The NHL, the NHL, the New York Rangers, um, they had a goal called back, I believe, um, when it was pretty much over the line. I think it was against Columbus. I might be completely wrong here, but, uh, and then there was also the Anaheim goal last night that got called back when it was very much so in the net. And I think Anaheim even tweeted about it, that it was called back. Yeah, they had the, they had the photo and, and, and you could tell because like the, the opposite equipment like you could see because the yeah it was more visual than anything else yeah i the reviews this year have been egregious always no one knows what goaltender interference is to this day um so many different things that just they just seem to not be able to get it together and i just don't know if they're like if we're just consistently inconsistent, isn't that good? Like, doesn't that mean? Because I didn't have the sound on for it. So I honestly thought I was going to get called back myself just with the way it looked. Um, and then I was a little bit confused when it was stayed. So, you know, I, I agree. It was very odd, to say the least. Yeah, they need to... Um, they need to definitely change a lot of things about the reviewing system. I think Kevin BX have made up uh, made a good point on the Sportsnet uh, broadcast in the second intermission after the Everly goal had already happened. He goes, there sh- he said there should be like a laser system to yeah. like calculate where it is. And I'm just like that, like if we actually, don't we have the technology to track when the puck goes into the net or the puck's off? Yeah. Or we can literally yeah. track that. But they just know we're going to watch like this 480p video. I honestly think if they were just good at their job, like there wouldn't be, <laughs> it wouldn't be that. Because, and obviously, again, like I, as the Kraken fan, am happy with the result, but I think I would rather them get it right than just have it be like a 50 50 situation. Like, uh, like a coin flip of like, oh, well, let's just give it to them this time and like see what happens. It's like, no, I, I, even if, even if you take it back, I want you to be right about it. You know, it's just frustrating for everybody. Yeah, it's like imagine like a Stanley Cup was decided by no, a I questionable mean, hey, gold review. Hey, review. I've had a couple of those as as another team fan. Okay, okay, that I've also been a little odd. Uh, 
But we will not mention their <laughs> we names. We are not talking about them. We will not talk about them right now. 20, so. 2011 me is just going to scream in the background. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it was... Uh, will Borgen grabs the puck off the goal line. I get... Oh, 2004. Don't even start here. I was, I was making a list. Actually, 2011 wasn't even on my top of mind when I was thinking oh. about the other team. I was, I was thinking about too many different ones, honestly. <laughs> no, uh, 2011 me is just all, still mad about whatever happened yeah. in the finals. I was eight. Yeah. I feel like that's allowed. Um, oh, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Um, it was it was weird. I really thought it was gonna get called back because it was like a hair that it was yeah. of white ice, and some angles showed it going in. Some angles, I feel like that also affects it too, because sometimes they don't look at all the angles, and I feel like I... that's kind of dumb. Like yeah. if shows like Riverdale can film multiple angles of the same thing, so can the NHL. Like it's not it's not hard, bestie. You can try harder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Miller from Myers and DiGiuseppe. Dave Haxtall wanted an explanation for that. The puck was in the net. <laughs> I don't know what the explanation is. Um, and then, yeah, seven. It was Miller's seven game point streak. He has five goals, seven assists. Um, at that point, he was the sole leader in the NHL for scoring. That got beat later with the second Canucks goal. Um, it was also Tyler Myers' 350th career point. He wow. will be mentioned a lot tonight. Um, the Canucks are 9-2 and two when scoring first. Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> Not anymore! 9-3 um, now. 9-2 definitely also was last night. Not last night. Last game when we lost to the Flames. Which was great. I thought Huberto was going to get a hat trick. That was my prediction for that game. Um, there were a lot of close calls with Demko far out. And just the Canucks letting the Kraken, like, towards the goalie, which, mm-hmm. you know, if this was, like, Tampa and it was Vasilevsky in net, you are not allowed within 10 feet of him whatsoever. Right. But yeah. suddenly, it's the Seattle Kraken. I don't know if the Canucks are still getting used to the jerseys or like, oh, it's teal. I don't see that enough. Oh, it must be San Jose. They don't try. No, it, like, no, this is the Seattle Kraken. They've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch the players. <laughs> God damn it. I swear, like, every single time, like, throughout the game, they were just coming directly in front of Thatcher Demko, and I'm like, I understand you guys slack off on defense when it's Demko, because he's, he's Demko. But at the same time, you have to, you have to stop Seattle from generating the chances to get closer to your goalie. I understand, like, part of hockey is scoring goals, and you need to get closer to the net to score the goal most of the time, unless it's on Mike Smith in the playoffs. Uh, that one Flames goal from, like, three, two or three years ago. That's my Roman Empire. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> you, just, you can't let players get that close to your goalie. There was a lot of aggression between the two teams, something yeah. we'll get into later. But, um, yeah, just clumping in the D-zone. Another interesting stat that I learned... While in Detroit, Philip Pronick went 1,000 days without being interviewed by media. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's surely a good sign. <laughs> that can only mean good things, right? It was, it's, it's like point, it's probably like point A4 of the Iser plan or something like that. Actually. No. Yeah, that he said that that's not happening here in Vancouver. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, and then there was a first penalty taken by the Canucks for Noah Juleson, who is still on the team in the National Hockey League. It was tripping on veneers, something that always happens to veneers when the Canucks play him. Um, I mean... No, it was just a Myers hit that got him last time, but... Uh, yeah. Kraken, good at net front on the power play. Cole and Myers were guarding kind of that spot, and then Miller and Pedersen were trying to... Ooh, sorry, I hit my mic, if that made any noises. Um, they weren't allowing rebounds. That would be subject to change. <sighs> anyway, that then came the end of the first period. Tyler Myers on the radio said, there's a calmness to my game when asked about the changes this season. Tyler Myers, nicknamed Chaos Giraffe, said there's a calmness to his game. Hmm. That's so interesting. It was very interesting. <laughs> um, I just, I really, I heard that, like, the moment I turned on my radio, and I just... I just texted my friend and I was like, dude, you will have no idea what he said. <laughs> um, oh, go Kings, go. You are lost. Um, second period starts. Jamie Oleksiak, 96 mile per hour slap shot. Again, I don't know this Canadian broadcast. I don't know why um, <laughs> we're uh, calculating miles per hour, but I understand it. I don't understand mm -hmm. miles. I kind of get it. It's more. It's more. It's more. Um, yeah, Canucks can't change fast enough, created an on-band rush, can't contain the speed. Another thing about Tyler Myers, the calm Tyler Myers, uh, he just kind of stared at the puck as it went in. So did Brock Besser. Um, I can't believe I'm faulting Brock Besser. This is so unlike me, but it's, yeah. What was, what was your kind of vibe for that first goal going in? Once again, I just feel like I have had such a difficult couple of weeks or months with this team that like I don't even get excited right now when they when they score because it's just you think you're safe and then it just unravels and then you're in overtime again and I just it's hard. I mean, I liked it. I was happy that obviously I was happy with the result, but it's just been such an up and down situation with zero consistency. Like every game recently has kind of like felt like a last for a certain person behind the bench. And it gets me a little bit nervous just because um, when you hear other people in the media saying that, like, I want to believe that, you know, that hack still has the room and everything. And I think that there was a lot of change during the off season. Um, I don't know if we just didn't anticipate how much that would impact our offense or whatever. Um, but it's, it, it kind of took me back a little bit to year one um, with how they were doing in the beginning. It was very scary. I was like, I don't know if I could do 82 of this. Like that's a lot. Um, 
Yeah, I honestly is just happy that that they got back on. I honestly, I have not been, I have been paying attention to the to the Canucks, but like not to a point where I was like, I just didn't know what to expect. So I was kind of happy that I didn't really know, but also just kind of assumed we were gonna lose since we played last night too. So and and went in a shootout too, like not even you know. So yeah, it it was, an was a goal for me. <laughs> It was. It was great, but... A, a goal is God. a goal, a win is a win, two points is two points. <sighs> yeah, I kind of I kind of relate to what you're saying. It's like a hard relationship to have even when they score. That was me yeah. last season with the Canucks, because it was like, yeah, we scored a few goals. What does that matter? We're 0-8. Like, I think... No, 0-7. Yeah. I always say 0-8, and, and then I went back and I did the math, and I was wrong. Um, But, like... <laughs> Two of those games that we lost, I believe two of them were overtime losses when we were leading it originally in the game. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of blown leads last season. I think it was mentioned on the broadcast that the Kraken had have nine blown leads so far this season. I'm telling you, I, like, it's not even a matter of, like, getting, like, cocky, like, when your team is good. Because even with the other team that I root for, it's still, I still have that feeling of, like, you want to get too comfortable with talking, like, you never know what's going to happen. But it actually, at times, has felt worse when we have scored first. So, exactly for that reason, like, it's, it's a lot of blown leads. It's a lot yeah. of heartbreak. It's, a, it's, like, it's like a bunch of false hope pretty much that oh yeah hey maybe we have we have some kind of you know consistency and then it's just nothing um if it makes you feel any better they're above the calgary flames and edmonton oilers anything above edmonton is good news for me personally but sorry (laughs) then anything above edmonton then you'll love the uh northwest territories i guess i don't know um (laughs) yes the kraken are they in a playoff spot they're under 500 or are they i don't know if this is updated yet it's updated um yeah they're under 500 just barely I I know it's like not even American Thanksgiving is like the marker for a lot of this stuff. Um yeah. that's coming up later this week. Yeah, the Kraken are just behind the Coyotes for a wild card spot currently. So, don't lose hope. You know, you guys last season, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh you guys last season, you beat the Avalanche in the playoffs. That was a surprise. Yeah, it Wild. feels it feels a lot just I see the tweet a lot online where it's like experience Seattle crack and hockey. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that a lot over the last two years since the team has started pretty much. And yeah. I feel like that could not describe this team better. That phrase could not describe this team better. Cause some games it feels like they're that that first season where it was just completely terrible. I understand people had a lot of, not okay. I I understand people had a lot of expe- expectations because of mm-hmm. Vegas. Huh? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Vegas ruined everything for expansion franchises. Now everything. Um. There was a lot of expectations with that, and then they weren't as good. Uh, there was a lot of shifting around. Um. Yeah. 
they have a captain and then he gets traded the same season. It was wild. Um it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then last season, you know, they come out of the gate. They're doing much better than we were. We were very surprised. Then this mm-hmm. season, it's like a mix of both. They're kind of balancing it out. Um, it's Battle of the Mid right now between them and, and uh, Anaheim for fourth in the division. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Do I think Seattle is probably a better team than Anaheim? Yes. <laughs> but... You know, if the Canucks are in the top five of the league, I think anything is possible. Anything's possible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. um, Bluger got called for hooking on Wenberg. Then, like, almost immediately after that power play ends for the Kraken, so they were 0-2 on the power play despite this goal happening, there was a shot from the blue line... That went off Eberle's potential high stick. They couldn't determine it. Kevin Bieksa thought it was a high stick. I believe him. Because it's Kevin Bieksa. And when love is he... Him. When, yeah, love him. Love him, he's, by the way. Yeah, he's 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 great. You know, just the... St- <laughs> the the, uh, the stanchion goal, still... It's core memory, core memory. Anyway, he was the guy who said laser, and I was like, okay, okay, Dr. Evil. Um... Yeah, shot from the blue line, tipped in by Everly. Uh, it got stuck under Demko's leg, and then he moved back, and it got pushed in. This game was the goofiest game for goals. So goofy. It was so goofy. Like it was. That's what I was saying. It like felt like I was watching like a sim. Like it just didn't make sense sometimes. And and like even like I said earlier, like I didn't even expect the first one to count, and then when it did, or Kraken's first one to count, when it did, I was like. Okay, like, yay, but, like, are you sure? Yeah, it's been, okay. it, it really felt like you just type, it really felt AI-generated. Yes. Because you just type in Seattle Kraken Canucks game, and this is what happens. This Even is- the score, because it was, like, I feel like they've always been, like, a fourth, like, one Kraken, because we've won, I guess, last couple ones against you guys. Yeah. And then... Usually, it's usually four goals each, whichever one of us that wins it. So it's very kind of weird. Our first win of the season last year was against the Kraken in our eighth game. We won 5-4. So it's always been, like, yeah. super close. Like, someone has scores a four. Yeah. It's like, right. Yeah, it's always high scoring. It's, yeah, it's AI generated. That is... I'm so convinced. Um... <laughs> But yeah, got stuck on, stuck under Demko's leg, got pushed uh, in with him moving back. This, yeah, it was the goofiest game. I watched the Edmonton-Tampa game before this, and Tampa had some, like... Was it Tampa? Yes. The Tampa had some glorious moments, and then I watched this game, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> um, Wasn't enough to be a definitive high stick. It was Jordan Everly's 24th goal against the Canucks in his career, and I really was confused about that, and I remember, then I remembered who he was drafted by, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, why? He had, they've only been around for, they haven't been around for that long. Okay, yeah. Um, and then Q's, he gets uh, to tie JT Miller along with Elias Pettersson, who got the secondary assist on that goal. There was a face-off win. It got passed from Pedersen to Hughes to Hronik to Hughes and in. Insane shot. 
Apparently Grubauer was looking for goalie interference. If there was a third goal review in this game, the lower bowl would be even more empty than it was tonight. So it was really very oddly empty. Like the upper bowl is probably full. Nothing lower. Um, yeah, so Hughes, Pedersen, and Miller tie with 28 points in the NHL scoring race. Their team still loses. Uh, Demko, he was on something else tonight. (laughs) (laughs) He stops a goal off his chest. Like, there was no need to do that, but he just fully stood up and just the puck came off of him. I really don't know. Slay. Slay. Chest bump. Chest bump against the puck. Slay. (laughs) (laughs) He's really giving it his all. Um, While I think Demko was a very good goalie, and yes, he made some key saves tonight, I do think Grubauer was the better goalie overall. Um, I think he's underrated in the league, in my opinion, but, you know, it's my opinion. Uh, yeah. Third period. Starts off great for the Canucks. Um, Yanni Gord. 3-2. Puck was never settled in the Canucks' end. There was less control of the rebounds. That's what the Canucks start, you know, giving up. Just vibe. Um, there was no one watching him go directly in front of the net. (laughs) Again. That's where the Kraken are all scoring from. I guess that's the secret to beating a Stanley Cup winner in the playoffs. I don't remember us doing that again against St. Louis in the bubble. Uh, but then again, when does Bennington care about things other than himself? Um, then there was the Miller interference on Tanev, which I thought would be a slashing call. I also, yeah. didn't, I also didn't notice Tanev tri- like only pushes the puck with like one hand. I was like, oh, that's that's goofy. But, you know... <laughs> It's 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 Brandon Tanev. I I would expect that from him. Uh, Surrey Eagles legend. That's why I left my my jacket here. He uh he played one season for the Eagles. Um, when love that when his brother Chris was a Canuck years and years ago. Um, yes, yeah, so there's the interference. Miller hits his other hand. Yeah. Then, like, immediately off the- not immediately off the face-off, but pretty soon into that Kraken power play, Yamamoto trips Pedersen. Then after he get after he gets the call for that, Pedersen starts sta- uh, tapping his stick in, like, a mock applause. Because I don't know if that was directed towards Yamamoto. Or towards the refs, but Yamamoto had taken him down earlier before the Miller call, and it was not called. It was finally caught. I just thought that was a little funny. <laughs> Probably for both. Probably both at him and at the refs. Like, yeah, I I know Patterson. He can he can he can be a little. I don't want to use the term pissy. He's sassy. He's a little sassy. sassy? Yeah, pissy is yeah. that's that's trademark for Leon Dreisaitl. But yeah. he's a bit sassy. Like um. I don't know if this is like <laughs> equates to the same thing, but when Petter when Kuzmenko got hit in the face with the puck a few games ago, you can see that obviously in the bruising in his mm-hmm. whole chin. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. still smiling. Um yeah, when he took the puck to the face, there were like people trying to record and the, mm-hmm. one of the refs was standing, you know, in front of people trying to record with their phones, but he was going around and like tapping the glass with his stick. 
like yeah. getting them to stop. So yeah, sometimes he can be a bit sassy. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. He Being a sassy king sometimes, you know, as long as it's helpful. Yes, it, you can be helpful, sassy. You know, Patterson, Drysidle. You can also be unhelpful, sassy. Yeah. Uh, you can be ben, that sassy. Chifley. Yeah. Kitchuk. <laughs> I'm a Kitchuk fan. I feel bad for saying that, but. Yeah. It's a compliment to him, I think, at yeah. this point. Yeah. Sassy. He owns it. He's sassy. Sassy king. He owns it. Or McDavid can... No, McDavid just... McDavid is... I don't know if he's unhelpful sassy or helpful sassy. He's just that part. standing guy emoji to me. That's him. I, I think you... that warrants a sassy. I think that's just like... He's there. He's a, he's vibing. He's, he's his own guy. I feel like that's the... uh, What is it? The CIA... There's a banking commercial i don't know if you guys would have it on the u.s broadcasts but on the canadian ones there's one where he it's like an investment plan commercial for a bank but it's treated like it's a play that's being written out oh and he like cheers and he's like let's go but it's like the weakest let's go ever and i understand you're trying to make (laughs) hockey players act but Oh my god, that he's was like, painful. Let's go. <laughs> he's really he's giving just male theater kid that needs credits. Like that's what it's giving. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was a theater kid. I feel like I can judge the judge them. Um. <laughs> yeah, on the four on four, um, there was an insane Larson chance, but Demko kind of sprawls out. Yeah. There was Cobbett on our end from Sportsnet, uh, from. Dave Tomlinson saying Larson, Larson, oh, I can't speak. Larceny on Larson. I do appreciate alliteration. That was a good one. That was good. Uh, that was a good one. I uh, love Dave too. He used to do Kraken Radio. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. awesome. He's such a sweetie. We so stole. you guys have him. We, we stole him from you guys. You guys really did. <laughs> you really did. Um, Yeah. The Badiers scores. That was that was a time. That was that was another goofy goal. Yes, there was no review for that oh, one. Goofy. It was goofy because Myers is trying to get the puck in the corner and shoots it around the rink, right? Then he blows a tire. Everly gets to the puck first and passes it out to Badiers. Also blows a tire and falls. It was They're- ridiculous. Yeah, and then Beneers is directly in front of the net, and no one's with him! All-star Maddie Beneers is not being covered by any of the grown men on that team. Maddie Beneers is younger than me! Is he? I don't know, actually. But yeah, no one's watching him. Puts it over. Uh, Demko, 4-2 Beneers. It's so goofy. AI generated. So goofy. I want to say this league isn't scripted because of games like this. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's some shenanigans going on sometimes. But, but, why? <laughs> if they've scripted it, why do I go through this emer- emotional turmoil every right. week? Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, there was kind of a crazy moment. Juleson went after McCann. McCann goes after Pedersen instead, and then Juleson comes back and cross-checks him to the ground. There was no call for that. I mean, at least no Juleson's good for something on the ice. Um, no offense, but 
slightly offense. Uh, <laughs> then there was a. I spelt this completely wrong. I realized after because I wrote Cartier like the jewelry brand. Oh yeah. No, it's spelt way harder than. Yeah, that. it's it's it started. He turned it's around like Mario on the Kart. Feed. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, that's the only way. <laughs> he turned around on the on the screen, and I was just like, oh. Oh, I yeah. misspelled that, but it was it was too late to go. And then, yeah, that was the first Canucks power play because the first penalty called on Yamamoto was a four on four that was created. And yes, the Canucks right. had a power play for fifteen seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't really our power play. Uh, we get our first full power play after fifty minutes. Ooh. The Canucks do jack shit with it. They can't even get the puck <laughs> to stay in the Kraken zone, like. The Kraken are all over them with the on the with killing the penalty. You would you would have thought that there were six Kraken on the ice instead of four. Like it was insane. Mm. Um, Hoglander with nine seconds left or ten. They changed the clock after. Um, there was again very goofy goal. It ends four three. Myers shoots the puck. Niels Hoglander tries he tries to tip it in. It goes off of Grubauer in some places. I think it also went off, went off another defenseman in front or another player in front. I don't remember who it was though. Um, and yeah, it goes in after. But again, ten seconds late. The Canucks call a timeout. Still don't get a goal. And yeah, that's it. Horn blows. There was a little bit of pushing and shoving after. Um. <laughs> Brock Besser was angry at Yanni Gord. No clue why. He was saying something, but I was like, I can't read lips. I'm just my my experience. Always <laughs> the best. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. He looked he looked mad, and I'm just like, Bess only gets mad when somebody's like in Demko's crease. So I'm like, oh, something must happen. But okay. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. Our first home loss, regulation loss of the season. But the Kraken won. Congrats, Kraken. Um. As we get into, we're going to get into the next moment here. Just remember, everybody, hold on to questions and comments for the end in a bit here. Um, we're just going to talk a little bit about the budding rivalry between the Canucks and Kraken. Because I feel like in the first season, it was a bit unfair between the Canucks and the Kraken because a lot of our... Even the times where we still had Travis Green behind the bench, which is insane to say, because <laughs> uh, that was so long ago, um, that, like, even then we we would beat the Kraken. There was the yeah. infamous Connor Garland was getting chirped behind the Canucks bench um, by Kraken fans, and then he goes out, scores, and stares them down. That was my computer background for months. Um... <laughs> Because I was just like, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed by that. But still then, it felt a bit like the um, nuclear bomb versus coughing baby meme. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if, yeah. If people in the chat don't understand that, please Sorry. Google it. it, it is a, it's a great A tier. But I do think it was kind of a bit like that. Then last season, you know, the Kraken won a game against the Canucks very exciting uh the kraken yeah. were also doing better than the canucks obviously we are horrible we were horrible we're not horrible we were, currently we're, we're, yeah 
were past tense past yes exactly exactly i think i've covered the most losses this season <laughs> i covered the rangers overtime loss she just came in happier than think knowing that it was with you this time because i was sure it was not going to go well for me Say, so yeah i i didn't get to cover a win i think until december last year um, it was bad it was bad but no this season yeah it was I've covered the Rangers loss, the Tampa loss, and um, this loss, obviously. We haven't really had many other losses. <laughs> so, I don't know what to say. Um, I know. Yeah, it's... Then this season, I thought, I really thought we were gonna win. Because, you know, maybe oh, they needed I? a revenge game. Yeah, maybe they needed a revenge game after losing to Calgary. I don't know. The rivalry, I feel like, is kind of dead in the water at the moment. Um, I think it's very, like, frenemies thing. Yeah. Where it's like, we're not really enemies till you piss me off, and then I might fight you, but only if I feel like it. Because as you were saying, we were really getting up on your goalie, and didn't really do much about that. But then once we started making some of your guys angry, they were like, oh yeah, we don't like you. But I don't think that they look at us on the calendar like, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a rough time tonight for the other team. Like, I feel like I, the, I mean, yeah, not good. Yeah, I feel like the team Boring. hurt more last Saturday losing to the Leafs in Toronto than they did tonight losing to the Kraken. Absolutely, which says like I understand. This the first season was bad for the crack, and last season was bad for the Canucks. This season, they're both kind of in this. Like, obviously, the Canucks had an insane run regression. You know, that's the word we keep hearing repeated now. But it just it, it feels like they're somewhat operating at the same level, right? Yeah. But the the rivalry is still not at its peak. I feel like if when they play in uh seattle is it like next week i believe i think, I think the, on the 28th or something yeah the connects oh. are playing in seattle soon so uh the connects are playing in seattle soon so i feel like when that happens because the kraken fans you guys have ops you guys are so young in the league but there's ops already like kale mccarr was getting yeah booed from every angle and climate pledge it was tough because like i it, it was it was very confusing for me because i went to school with kale and um i'm always rooting for him always i'm always rooting for him and so when that happened it was like i don't i couldn't even i i honestly i couldn't even hate him it was really hard but to, to something that you said earlier it's like I saw a comment early on in the stream that said, like, you should have Nadia on at some point. And I totally agree. But I think that the Nadia and Red thing kind of set the rivalry back a little bit because it was just such a wholesome mm -hmm. moment where it was like, it, it just felt, it was just such a weird thing, you know? It was such a weird thing that she had. I mean, she's a fan of both teams. I think she has family um, in Vancouver area. So, like, that made it confusing. She was in her cracking gear when it happened. Like, it was very weird. And I thought that, like, even when I was working for the team at that time, it felt so bizarre to just, like, have this very wholesome moment between us when the whole narrative was supposed to be that 
you guys were thy enemy, you know? And I feel like I get more excited and also scared when we play Edmonton because Edmonton beats us basically every time. We, it's a scheduled loss, basically, for whatever reason. Um, so it's really tough, but, like, that to me is a closer rival, even though it's completely skewed. Like, I feel like we're getting more even with you guys, which is also doesn't make it a rivalry either. Like, it's just a very a weird situation. But I, I kind of like the frenemies aspect of it right now because it makes playing teams like Colorado weird. It makes playing Edmonton weird. And I think, you know, I would like some more entertainment, though. I would really – I felt like Kraken definitely got a, away with a little too much just because Thatcher can hold his own. But, like, that doesn't mean he should have to, you know. It got through goalie, so. Yeah, I've noticed definitely in a lot of games uh, so far this season, or just games in general, when Thatcher Dem goes in net, the defense gives up, but when we have the backup, um, they kind of just don't. They care about defense for once. I noticed this two years ago with Halak. I noticed this last season with Martin and Delia. A little bit less, though, because Demko was out and they kind of didn't have another reference of bad defense. Um, And then last... And then this season with uh, Casey DeSmith as Demko's backup, arguably the best backup we've had for, uh, you know, a goalie of Demko caliber, because, you know, he can actually play the entire 60 minutes. But at the same time, it's not really consistent with our defense. Like, we need to also be giving the same support to Thatcher Demko. Um, yeah, that's kind of an ongoing thing. There was a good point made in the chat by Taves. Wait till the Kraken play the Nucks in the playoffs, then it'll be a rivalry. I've been saying about I've been saying this. I want to see that first round of the playoffs. I want to see that because I feel like the Canucks Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, you get it. You're gonna win that round. No, that no, 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 no. Happened. We lost tonight. We lost. No, tonight. I know, but it's just honestly. I mean, I think yeah. I think anytime you play team in the playoffs, it does dial things up a notch. Like why? But why do we it, like? Chicago? Like everybody says, it's just such an even. I don't know. Even is even the right word, but like it feels like a very even matchup in some ways, right? So it's like. It wouldn't even be entertaining. It would just be like a one of us is going to win this and one of us is going to lose. Like, give me, I would just like. Uh, it's a it got exciting a little bit towards the end when you yeah. guys scored last minute. But it's like, okay, maybe try that at like the minute marks of the 10 second marks. We can have a little more drama. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's annoying. If the NHL, I wanted, I was about to say if the NHL was scripted, I feel like they'd write more drama into the script, but knowing how boring the NHL tries to be, this is exactly the way they'd want it. Yeah. Um, I- 100%. Yeah. It, it's kind of a mid-off. It's kind of a- It, it really kind of is. a mid-off. Um, yeah, for- I think playing in the playoffs would create a rivalry, because, like, we really hated Chicago. Like I don't understand where Pat, uh, where um, Connor Bedard was coming from, where he's like, "Oh, I, I looked up to Patrick Kane when I was a kid." No, you're from Vancouver. We hate him. <laughs> right. We still have, you know, the late 2000s, early 2010s mindset of always losing to them in the playoffs. Dragus, there's a, a lot of lore going on. Um, but when it comes to just the Seattle Vancouver rivalry, because of the frenemies aspect that you mentioned, you know, with the whole Nadia and Red story happening in the first season, um, yeah. I do think that kind of leads to the 
watered-down rivalry we might have, because obviously now the Avalanche and Kraken fans go at it every game. Yeah. They're going at it because they met in the playoffs, and Avalanche got eliminated. This... This hasn't happened yet, obviously, with the Canucks. I Mm. do think it was a bit um, interesting that... If the NHL wanted to push regional rivalries, because apparently they love doing regional access games only, um, even if they're in Sweden. Um, yeah. <laughs> so bad. Ah, yeah, I, lo- I love that they grow the game like this. No, so when it comes to the, <laughs> the <laughs> Kraken have an outdoor game coming up, the jerseys got leaked by the Utah Jazz and the and AEW wrestling. Um yeah, they it was it was more like a random soft launch. Yeah. So most random, well I guess hard launch, but soft because you're not going to the Utah Jazz thinking you're going to see Kraken jerseys. Like that's what didn't make any sense to me. I guess you know it didn't make sense. To, I can't even there's no rationalizing it. I obviously it was not like Oh, oh my god, how did this happen? Like, it was definitely a planned thing. You just hope that planned things make sense. <laughs> um, and so when I saw that, I was like, it did feel like an accident. Like, yeah, it's the Utah Jazz are promoting mm-hmm. winter classic jersey. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kraken has that, you know, I know we don't have an, an uh, NBA team, but like, you have the Seahawks, you have, the, you have some off-duty Mariners players right now. It's like, off-duty like we couldn't find, I mean, send one to Tate McRae, like, get her on her side, like, do something, something that makes sense. They keep but playing I, greedy. I feel like they're paying her too much. <laughs> right. Do something. Like, I don't know, I, I didn't hate them. Obviously, we can talk about them later, but it's just a very... I do hope that we get to a rivalry point because that was my expectation. Season one, even in season two, and we're in season three. I feel like obviously we'll find out if, you know, if next week we beat you too, then maybe, but. If it's a more exciting game, maybe. I feel like then that's. I need it to be more exciting than feeling like I just randomized, you know, that I asked AI to, to, to give me the final score. For the game. Exactly. Yeah. And just to talk just a, a little bit about the jerseys, they are a callback to ex or former Seattle teams from the nineteen ten Yeah. The Metropolitans, I think. Yeah. I think. I'm not I yeah. wrote a research paper on no, this no, no, no. like this week. Yeah, yeah. They I think that's what they were called. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That makes sense with like all the stripes. I liked how they made it with the Kraken colors. I wish they didn't choose the red S, but I kind of understand Stop. Where that was my only that was yeah. my only mental complaint about it was the red S because not that I I don't exactly know what other core color I would have put in there, but something is so sick about the red eye in the jerseys mm-hmm. that it's like that's like why would you why would you like Why red would you fix text? something that wasn't broken? Like I don't want to, you know. Um, Vegas, their jersey looks like something out of Shrek. <laughs> I saw a tweet saying that earlier, and that has not left my brain. I 
Yeah. I've seen that a lot. It looks it looks like a Shrek Shrek theme something. Like Happily Ever After Cup or something like that or whatever. Oh my gosh. I I need to watch Shrek again. This is where we're getting to on the hockey broadcast. Oh, absolutely. Shrek. I just watched it today. It's it's still good. I yeah, there's so many movies I, I try and go and rewatch. I made a reference to Cars 2 in an article I wrote about F1 the other week, and people, like, I, I was in, like, a meeting talking about it after, and people were very confused because they, cause Cars 2, it's, like, the one that isn't about racing, really. Yeah. Um. I was like, I, I know I saw it, but if you asked me the plot, I could never have, I could never have told you. It, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. One of the Cars movies, but yeah. Personally, okay, I, I have to watch that. I have to watch that. It's like the spy one. That focuses on oh. Ma- Mater and like this oh. underground ring of like oh. beat up cars. But yeah, so I reference for I reference it in an article about Formula One. And wow. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the Zion's called talent, that. honestly. Because he's a Formula One racer. He's yeah. the, the, the Italian car that's Lightning McQueen's rival, but Lightning McQueen isn't the main character. I could talk about Cars 2 for way too long. Um, let's get into the last <laughs> minute. Uh, send in your questions and comments into the chat. Let's also get liking the video. Um, get liking the video. Type in the chat. If you're listening to this podcast platform, rate and review. Uh, subscribe to STPN. Follow at STPN Sports on Twitter. Um, follow. You can find Chanel at Chanelli thirty seven on Twitter yep. with with two L's. Yeah, two L's in that. And then <laughs> I'm at Real Kaime because I am real and that's my name. It's even on. You're so real. Thank you. It's even on my jacket. Is ta-da. Yay! Everyone else got their last name, but I go by May so much. That's that's mine. Um, Krakens feel like the random cousin that showed up at the family gatherings. You don't hate him, them or anything, but you forgot about them. <laughs> yeah. Can I, I just? I, at times, I wish I could forget. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I, guys, I used to work for the team. That's the only reason why it's a little bit top, closer to top of mind for me, particularly. But I do, it, yeah, I did wish they were memorable in a way that was good, you know. And I mean, I think it was really impressive when we, when we beat the abs, but that kind of gets all undid when, we start the way that we have started this year. So it, it really shifted the momentum out of our favor. We got a, rid of a lot of key components. I wasn't exactly sure why for some of them. I honestly truly thought Ryan Donato was going to be our captain at some point. So when he got traded, it was kind of devastating. Um, I didn't think he was like, I obviously thought like maybe Everly would be first, but I thought that somewhere along the line, we would get a Ryan Donato captaincy. So, um, but now I have no idea where he is or how he's doing. So that just goes to show you what happens once you leave a team that I pay attention to. I, yeah, I, that's, that's nothing like what Canucks fans are like. 
a guy gets traded, and I got Jack Rathbone fight highlights from the AHL on my timeline. Like, okay. I actually don't- I did, forgot Ryan Donato got traded. Yep. Let's find out. I think he's in Chicago. Oh. Well, that Is sucks he? for him. No. He was signed he? by Chicago. Yes, yeah. in free agency. Wow, guys. Imagine willingly it's, choosing it's to go to Illinois. Oh my gosh, sorry. so good. Yes. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, how... Um, question from Luke in the chat. How deep does each team have to go for you to consider the season a success? I, pers I really thought it was going to be a wild card for Vancouver this season, so I am thoroughly surprised. Am I always going to be critical? Yes. It's like the only thing I'm good at is making things <laughs> depressing. But I will say, um, if we don't make the playoffs now this season, this is a disappointment. I know they said that at the beginning of last season, and then last season happened, but I think that by not saying it at the beginning of this season, superstitions, call me Sidney Crosby. Um, what would make you consider the Seattle Kraken the success for this year? Even though, you know, they made the playoffs in more recent memory than the Canucks have, considering the last time they made them was before the Kraken existed, so. <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, if we get into that second wildcard spot, because I assume that it's definitely not going to be the first one, that would be awesome. I think if we don't make the, like, it, uh, I feel like recency bias is so painful um, because in some ways, like, I don't know. It's just a lot of the off-season things just didn't make sense and we started weird. And then, like, some of the games that you think you're going to lose, you don't. And But every other game, we go to overtime and it's, it's exhausting. So if I don't die before the end of the season, that would be ideal for me personally. But I would really hope that they make the playoffs. I think I'm going to have a really stressful offseason if they don't. Um, I'm not sure how much more they can shake things up in a way that's actually going to impart change on the team. Um, they're definitely not, like, haven't given up and haven't been complacent because when they do have those, like, really important must-wins, they usually do win, and it usually does unify the room again. But it... I think it's definitely one of those things where it's like, when it's bad, it's bad. And when it's good, it's like, okay, like we'll live to see another day. But it does feel like we're on the brink every game. And maybe that's just me protecting myself and my little heart. But I think it would just be a success if we even make the playoffs, which is, you know, we'll see if that even makes a difference depending on how that goes. I so. mean, regression is a thing, as we've learned. Um, mm -hmm. and the, the Ducks and Coyotes are ahead of the Kraken right now, so I do think there is a good chance. Yeah. The LA Kings are also ahead, and, again, a good chance. They're slaying. The Kings are doing good lately, so. I, I don't know. I, I... I'm scared. The, the Kings are just odd. They're an odd group to me because i thought you guys were rebuilding what is this um <laughs> i know a chat a chat from fellow game over compatriot game over vancouver compatriot canuck clay are you even more concerned that our last two losses have been to pacific division opponents 
no for the Calgary loss because I really, I expected us to lose that one. Off the top of the stream, I said that I thought Huberto was getting a hat trick because that was just, it, it just felt so Canucks. Like how we all thought that we were going to lose to San Jose how many weeks ago that was because San Jose had not won a game yet and then we murdered them. Um, <laughs> like absolutely decimated San Jose is completely wiped off the map. You watch San Andreas, that's what it looks like. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm not concerned about tonight. It was a closer game than getting decimated in the... Uh... Oh. I need a good word to describe the Saddle Dome. Depreciating? De it's falling apart, is what I'm trying to say. Um... It is very much so falling apart, but I think, yeah, getting, uh, losing in, wait, I said I wasn't concerned about that loss. I don't know where my brain is right now. I, I guess I'm not concerned about either. I'm, I hope we don't continue this trend and lose to San Jose because then that plus, puts, uh, puts us, um, in like the same position as Edmonton a few weeks ago. Granted, you know, we don't have whatever is going on in Edmonton. But I I do think that Dilapidated, thank you. Um, yes, I do think that the Canucks, while it wasn't great that we've lost the last two games to division rivals, I don't think that that's much of an issue <laughs> at this current moment, considering just how the season has started. Again, the NHL is absolutely insane. The St. Louis Blues were at the bottom of the league on New Year's Day and won the Stanley Cup later on. So anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone in the chat be like that the Panthers were in the second wild card and like, look what happened to them. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. They went on a good run, but what do we, what do we all remember? It's uh, the ninth one. So it's like, it's it's that's it's such a pain, but it's like we all know that at the end of the day, especially again coming from the team that shall not be named, had the best regular season ever, but guess what? Didn't go so good in the playoff time, and that's all anybody will ever talk about, and that's all I'll ever remember really too. So it's like, it as long as it only matters if you win, and if you don't, that's all they remember. So as much as I mean, as much as it will be important for the Kraken to make the playoffs and it would be sick if they could like close out the first round maybe um it's just a very it's just a very particular time where every loss sucks and it really doesn't quite matter to me if it's a division rival or not it just it obviously takes away morale and that makes every game harder to do and it just is a very you know it's a difficult time of year too so Whenever we get to this point where it's like, it feels like it's a make or break time, um, it, it's really hard to think that far into the future of like, you know, how, I mean, like, yeah, what's, is it really going to matter that it was a division person that we lost to? No, it's just going to matter the points that we lost at the end of the day. So it's a difficult position to be in, but I, I just think that maybe if we won, like, maybe one or two games against Edmonton, I'd be able to sleep a little bit easier. Not because I want to, like, 
beat them because of what they're going through right now. But it would just be nice to beat <laughs> to beat them at least once. Like I just feel like we always just have a really difficult game against them, and they feel more like a rivalry to me. Even though, like I said earlier, it's not really. They keep beating us, so is it really a rivalry? It's just like, no, they're just really obnoxious to play against. Um, and they love winning and scoring against us, especially Kane, which is also unfortunate for other reasons. So, yes, um, <laughs> I, I just thought of something. The Kraken and the Canucks don't have a rivalry. The greatest rivalry between Vancouver sports and Seattle sports is the Toronto Blue Jays and the Seattle Mariners every summer. I feel like that's the greatest rivalry. Outside of sports, it's uh, Swifties across the border trying to get tickets for, you know, the t- the first time that Taylor comes here since 2015. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think ending on that note uh, would be a good point to kind of stop. I mean... I, I do think, I, I think we've said all that we could say. Losing Ooh. isn't great. Winning is great. But also, it's not a feeling that lasts. I feel like the Canucks needed to get humbled a bit. And this is definitely Aww. a humbling experience. Yeah, they needed they needed a refresher that they are not world beaters. They are the Vancouver Canucks. I know, but does it hit the same way? Because it was like, I feel like if it's... I feel like if you're like, damn, we lost, a, but it was to the Kraken, so does that really count? Like, I feel like that could be part of the vibe, you know? Yeah. I would I would hope for your sake that it does set them back a second, but I think the other people in the room would be like, but yeah, it was the Kraken, like, who cares, you know? I think it was the way Again, they I'm a lost. fan, and it feels bad, but... Yeah. I feel like the way they lost is, because Calgary, I feel like that was more like, okay, it's Calgary, like whatever, back-to-back, scheduled loss, not even 24 hours between puck drops in another time. Like, that was insane, uh, first off. But I do think that with the Kraken game, just the way they lost with how... Such a goofy game. Such a goofy game. I think that that effect will... It will have some effect on them. Um, Okay, okay. Um, we play... As long as we, we can help. As long as we can yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, thank you for, give, <laughs> for you know, giving an ice bath to our professional athletes making millions of dollars a year. Because <sighs> that's fun. Anyway, good night, everybody. This has been Game Over Vancouver. I've been joined by the lovely Chanel. Um, follow her on everything. Check her out on everything. Check out her blog. Check out her everything. She's just amazing. Amazing human. We love Chanel here. Mwah. Amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Kaya May. Seattle Kraken beat the Canucks. Good for them. Stay humble, kids. <laughs> See you later. Bye! Bye.